Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to sport our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. And a fine Saturday morning to Ray and Mandy. Good morning.
Hello. Oh, how's the weather where everybody is? Because we've got we've got national crises across from coast to coast. Is everybody staying safe and warm? You know, here in Pennsylvania, it is actually warming up quite a bit. Last week it was in the twenties. This week it's in the fifties. You move from twenty twenty to twenty fifty. That's a great way to handle <laughs> things. Here in LA, we've had like Wizard of Oz winds. It's Ooh. been nasty. Oh well. Yeah. Okay. So, but no fires. We don't have fires and winds. We just have the winds this year, right? Okay. Hopefully. It's it's moments like this where you need Philip Seymour Hoffman whispering in your ear, the suck zone <laughs> is where the twister sucks you up. <laughs> I, for, I always forget he's in that. That's like one of those... Twister is one of those movies in our household. We call it a perfect movie because it's a movie you no matter where it is, if you're 30 seconds in or like 90 minutes, in, you can just jump into that movie at any point and just ride it out to the end. It just sucks you along with the story of ridiculous people chasing twisters across the state. And it's fun. And that in our household, we call that a perfect movie because you when you if you were flipping channels, you're just you're done. You get pulled in and you have to watch it to the end. It is a good movie. I've never seen it. That weird. It's fun. Okay. Twister yeah. with Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt. Well, I know what it is. Steve, with your name dropping. What are they, personal yeah. friends of yours? <laughs> yes, exactly. <It's laughs> you just don't like weather themed, you know, like weather disaster movies? No, I don't actually, other than Wizard of Oz. Oh, okay. Steve doesn't <laughs> like when people diss Yon DeBont. He takes it as a personal affront. Sure. Talented man. Sure, exactly. Yes, exactly. Okay, so let's take a look. After now that we're done with the weather report, let's move into the news. News. What? A, <laughs> Ray. <laughs> hey, Ray, you're, you're you're one of our resident Trekkie. Is it Trekkie or Trekker? Um, Which one who, are you? Which, who, who cares? <laughs> okay, so you've got a little Star Trek news for us. What's yeah. going on in the world of Trek? So, word out. In the in the I was going to say in the hallways of the starship, but that I don't know. Anyway, the word out on the street is that Scott Bakula is set to return in some capacity to a Star Trek series as Jonathan Archer from the series Enterprise, and this has me all kinds of giddy and excited because. Enterprise is my second favorite Star Trek series behind Deep Space Nine, and it always gets crapped on. And I, I will defend this series, except for the finale, because the finale was total garbage. But uh, I will defend this series with my dying breath. And I am so excited that uh, they want to bring Scott Bakula back. Uh, according to somebody's trusted inside source, which means take this with a grain of salt. Um, he, Scott Bakula is supposed to come back. They, Bakula. It, I said that. He's <laughs> oh, coming Bakula. He's coming Bakula. He's coming Bakula to one of the Paramount Plus uh, series. I'm going to assume it will be Strange New Worlds just because Enterprise took place kind of as a prequel series before the or right. original yes. series. So it that's where I think it would make the most sense because if he appeared in Picard, it, uh, 
they're just so far apart time-wise. So, so you're saying in a science fiction series, having a character travel through time would be something that wouldn't make <laughs> sense? Is that what you're telling me? It just me? can't happen. They, they, they no, have played no. that trope to death, though, <laughs> That's Steve. true. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. So why not do it one more time? But I, I, I hear you. I think I'd, I hadn't heard about the Strange New Worlds series till just recently. So, yeah, that does make sense to bring back a, a favorite actor uh, to help sort of kick off a, a new Star Trek series with, you know, with unknowns. Uh, although I think, what is it? The Christopher Pike is one of the characters. So they're casting that role again. And this is what the, well, he was already, they're using um, what's his face. I don't remember the actor's name, but Pike is already cast. He's already been in um, discovery. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. I've, yeah. See, this is, I haven't gotten into discovery far too much Trek. To keep track of Mandy, you a Star Trek person? No, moving on. No, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, where might we move on to? I don't know. We might look at where is it that I can see all this Star Trek that's out there. It's a little service right now called CBS All Access, but it's becoming something else, isn't it, Mandy? Steve, it's becoming Paramount Plus. And I saw the headline and I clicked into the article and... My first reaction to a new streaming service where they have some exclusives and some things that we've seen other places, my first reaction is, dear Lord, make it stop with all the streaming services. (laughs) And I wanted to know if you guys were like, yes, cool, another streaming service, or if you are just streaming serviced out. I am 100% with you on this, Mandy, because I I have... I started out with just Netflix. Right. We and all I didn't did. want anything. I didn't want right. anything else because I, I didn't want to end up paying as much as I'm paying for cable. But then stuff came out that caught my eye. And now I have, I think, four streaming services. At least. And although, right. And although this is where like all the Star Trek is, I still can't bring myself to get this streaming service because Star Trek. That uh, is not enough for me to want to get this and nothing that they seem to be offering in the coming months whenever they launch Paramount Plus seems all that enticing either, if I'm going to be honest. Well, you mean you're not compelled to sign up for this to see MTV reuniting the cast of the first season of the real world for a new original series? That's not enough for you to open your wallet, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know. I'm more of a TRL guy, Steve. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I got to be honest. Total request live. I I saw the headline. I read the article. Rolling my eyes. No way. I'm. Uh, no way am I doing this. Oh, they are rebooting Frasier. Sign me up. <laughs> that alone is of worth course. whatever price. I think they said you know six bucks a month at Ten first bu- or something. But yeah, yeah. Frasier would get me to sign up. The only thing that has me nervous about that is I am currently in the middle of watching Frasier. Oh. Like I've watched it before. I'm yeah. rewatching it. It's a delight. But I'm watching it on Hulu. Does that and so when this comes when Paramount Plus starts in March, does that mean Hulu is no longer going to have Frasier? I don't have inside knowledge of that, but <laughs> it's one of those weird contract things where 
they'll they'll probably they have a contract to get it on Hulu, and when that expires, they'll probably reclaim it back onto to Paramount Plus. I'm assuming, but Kelsey Grammer is going to officially reprise his beloved character for a revival of Frasier, which will made, debut exclusively on Paramount Plus. Okay. Miles, my God, yes. Yes. Okay, so that's with no that's, John Mahoney. That's, that's going to be like devastating oh, on the on the first episode, yes. right? Right. Yes. Yeah. And and like the fourteenth Eddie, but we'll be fine. <laughs> we'll get through. <laughs> but this is it's interesting because the name it's the name change from CBS All Access to Paramount Plus because apparently. Everybody has now has jumped on the bandwagon of take your studio name, throw a plus sign after it, and that's how you can get things. So we've got Disney Plus, we've got what is it, Discovery Plus for Discovery Channel, we've now got Paramount Plus, Apple TV Plus. So apparently we're in the we've moved from the streaming wars into the plus wars there now, where everybody's just got got plus. I actually have it because I got it as a bundled package with Showtime. Uh so we could get to the Star Trek stuff, but also I needed Showtime so I could catch up with the final season of Twin Peaks from several years ago. So, but once I'm done with that and a few other things here on Paramount, I, this is one to me, that's one of these, I keep it for a little bit and then turn it off and I'll come back every once in a while because there's not enough to keep me watching regularly during any month with the programming they have. Right. So I don't, I don't think it's in this particular article, but did you see where Paramount plus is also making a new Beavis and Butthead movie? Movie or series? <laughs> movie, movie. So, so it's ah, Paramount yeah, Plus. Yeah, Return, Return to the nineties. Is that what this whole streaming service is about? We're going to bring back Frasier, Beavis and Butthead, MTV, the Real World. So, this is just your time capsule, dude. Again, everybody wants to choke you to death with nostalgia these days. Yes, reboots, reboots, I am, I am totally choking on it. That is for sure. Okay. That's our Paramount Plus moment. Maybe you know what? Maybe we need to have we've we've been missing out on the Quibi moments. Maybe we need to make a Paramount Plus moment where we can talk <laughs> about what's going on in the world of Paramount Plus. Okay. In shocking news that I just saw today that is devastating millions of people around the globe, Emma Watson has announced that she is retiring at, at the the ripe old age of 30. She's decided she's done. She is no longer taking on any new projects. And apparently the internet is in tears. Must be nice. This. I give it six months. Yeah. She's going to yes. farve. Don't worry about it. She'll be back. <laughs> She'll be back. Everybody take uh, a yes, deep breath. One... <laughs> I think she's just riding out the, the lull here. And as soon as theaters reopen, things start spinning back up. She'll be she'll be back in it. She'll okay. miss the limelight. Well, yeah. She'll miss the limelight. Well, I don't know. She may be taking time to raise kids, do that mom thing, and is just tired of, you know, all the attention. No? I, I raised a we'll child. It didn't it, interfere with my stardom. <laughs> my, there you go. That's true. Well, we'll find out. We'll check back in six months. Mark your calendars. Yes. We will see if Mandy's prediction is correct, if Emma Watson will be returning, or if she will be forever falling off the face of the globe. Well, I thought All it was right. funny that the article says she is currently, quote unquote, dormant from her career. And my first <laughs> thought was, who isn't? <laughs> Nobody's working right now. That's true. That's true. There, it's sh- projects being shelved. Nobody knows where things are going. Uh, yes. All right. Well, let's move into our trailers. Trailer trailers. Trailers. There it is. Thank you. And Mandy, you were the first. 
I usually try to get in here pretty early, but I do not seem to be able to get ahead of you on these on these trailer picks. You're always like first one out of the gate. No one will with trailer ever picks. beat me because I get nervous that I won't be able to find, you know, if, if other people take them, I'll feel like, oh, that's all I could find. So I have to like right. get in there first. You got something good. <laughs> so tell us about what you've got. Well, of course, because I'm a horrible person, I I don't have the director or the writer or anything at the ready, but I will say it is a spy movie. It looks somewhat lighthearted at times in the trailer. I'm not quite sure of the tone starring one Benedict Cumberbatch, and it is called The Courier. Sounds like work. No, tell them I'm in my chair. Yes, he's just walked in. This is unexpected. I can't believe I'm actually having lunch with spies. <laughs> I'm just a salesman. Exactly. You're a civilian, so the KGB won't be watching. It would be a real service to Great Britain. What would you want me to do? I'm here to open a door to the top manufacturers in the West. Well, I'd be putting myself in danger. If this mission was the least bit dangerous, you really are the last man we'd send. Make sure you wear it while you're in Moscow. What does this do? Shoot poison darts? Everyone you meet, assume they're KGB. Every Russian is an eye of the state. You'll just be a courier. Just a courier for Russian sea. From now on, you will be selling one thing. The idea that you are an ordinary businessman and nothing more than an ordinary businessman. The weapons of war must be abolished before they abolish us. I'm asking you to stop going to Moscow. I am asking you as your wife. I didn't want you to be involved. get caught that execute me correct we can't get him out if things were the other way around Minkowski would abandon you he would never leave me to die and I'm not leaving him I'm volunteering to bring back the best source of Soviet intelligence you've got at a time where Russia and America are on the brink of nuclear war We are only two people, but this is how things change. Yeah, I mean, it is. There's nothing really groundbreaking, uh, groundbreaking about the concept. He's roped into Benedict Cumberbatch is roped into being a spy. He seems like an an everyman and. He seems somewhat excited and somewhat scared. And then we're off to the races with a good old fashioned spy story with uh, Rachel Brosnahan. Yes. And I don't think I recognized anyone else right off. But um, is it strange to pick a trailer that I'm like, and I have no interest in seeing it? No. Is it strange? <laughs> not, not, not at all, because I think there are people that might be interested in this, but it is. Absolutely. The, it's one of these things of 
we've seen this movie before in multiple variations, but it's got Benedict Cumberbatch, and that might be enough. And it is he's a salesman or something, and so we we do have that everyman aspect of it that's that's appealing. But yeah, this is one that yeah, typically we see like, oh yeah, I'm thinking of seeing that, and then. Two years later, what was that spy movie that Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. was going to be in? Right, and it's but, like Get uh, Smart but British. Yeah, is that? <laughs> yes. I'm so deep, but it is. <laughs> well, you know, in watching the trailer, whatever what you can tell about his character and what's going on with his character looked almost exactly what happened with Tom Hanks in Bridge of Spies. I would think these two movies will be interchangeable in a few years. <laughs> oh, you'd be like, remember that scene in Bridges Spies? No, that was the courier. Yeah, yeah, that scene where he's in the no, that's the courier. Yeah. Yes. No, that's Bridges Spies. Yes, exactly. Well, because does Tom Hanks have a mustache in Bridges Spies? No. Oh, okay. So that, I guess that's the thing that you can distinguish the two, but which one has a guy with a mustache? Thing, yeah. Yes, exactly. But there's a fascination with and I this is with British filmmakers. I well, I'm assuming, I guess, that it's a British filmmaker, but it's, it's set there of World War II and, and Cold War, you know, with uh, Dunkirk and all that. It seems like this is just a time in history that they like to come back to and explore stories there. It's you're absolutely right. This is not one that would be high on my list to see okay. if it shows up on Netflix or Paramount Plus. I might watch The Courier. <laughs> Do you know when it's going to be available for us to, to see out there in theaters or wherever this is the stuff i'm supposed to know before i pick a trailer right but no i no. Do, I don't know steve that's an excellent question well let's see what imdb says it says march 19th 2021 so we will see if that's going to be in theaters where five people will see it or if it's coming to streaming services where you can watch benedict cumberbatch be a salesman spy Yes, <laughs> you know, but this, you know, this, this actually looks like a film that JJ and I will probably come back around to on a trailer rewind because everyone will forget about it and we'll say, was that really good? And everybody missed out on it. And we'll find out in a future episode of Trailer Rewind. And I can't wait because I don't think it looks very good. <laughs> you know what doesn't look much better? My trailer for Doors, which I love quirky little sci-fi films. And this one has an interesting concept of these mysterious doors just show up and then people report them. And then I guess the government tracks them. And here we have a case where somebody finds a door and doesn't report it. And they go through it and discover all kinds of craziness that happens in this sort of small budget independent film called Doors coming to video on demand March 23rd and home video April 6th, which really confused me because they're both video. So video on demand, how is that different from home video? I don't know. I'm assuming one is when I can purchase it and the other I can rent it. I don't know. But either way, either March 23rd or April 6th, you can see this quirky little sci-fi film that probably will be okay-ish. Doors started appearing all over the world. Hello? Hi. Jamal. Buddy. I have a door. No, if you had a door, there would be like a million of those knockers here sterilizing this entire place. Sure, if they knew, they'd be here, but I didn't report it. I think this is a good time to go. Knockers 
Alright, where to first? We split up, we can document more. Hello? I think we need to leave. It's a lockdown. That means we stay locked down. Maybe it takes us somewhere. Who the hell are you? Stay back. This is unit 421. I'm gonna need backup. Doors are collecting data. Don't you see? We can learn the secrets of the universe. I'm in some kind of hallucination. There are copies of myself. What is this? What is this? I don't know. What did you guys think of of Doors? I got to tell you, Steve, the the guy in the trailer looks nothing like Jim Morrison. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to go there. Yeah, but I, uh, <laughs> in uh, in all seriousness, though, uh, when I was in college, one of my favorite books at the time, remember college, was The Doors of Perception by Aldous Huxley, and that's what this reminds me of, like some kind of trippy. Uh, sci-fi movie that challenges uh, our reality in a way. It looks like it has some promise. It, I'm curious about it. Not me. I enjoyed it when it was called Stranger Things. <laughs> yes. Okay. I very much exactly. enjoyed that. But this yes. just seems like a ripoff to, I, I mean, it just seems so... Um, Oh God, the word, the word is escaping me. Um, But there, yeah. And then they were like starring somebody you've never heard of and somebody else you've never heard of. And there was just nothing about this trailer that made me think, huh, maybe I'll check it out. I was not a fan. See, I'm just a sucker for you. Give me some interesting science fiction concept. I'll give it a chance. Mm -hmm. Although I'm seeing this one has Four directors listed. Yes, that was also One, disconcerting. Really? I was I was like, what are they doing? Unless this is really like an anthology thing where they're doing like little short films that they've cobbled together. I don't know. But it, there's a lot of red warning flags on this one that it may not be that entertaining. But I am a sucker for, you know, sci-fi like this. So that's The Doors coming either March 23rd or April 6th, depending on what. If you're going to see it on VOD or home video. All right, Ray. All right, it's the big the the big one, right? The 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 big names are behind this one. All right. Well, the movie that I brought to you this week comes from the man who thought that your superhero movies should be four hours long and on streaming services in maybe segments or maybe not segments. We don't know. But this movie is called Army of the Dead.
heavy, brother. But I dig it. Zack Snyder uh, returns to the world of zombies. And in this movie, uh, following a zombie outbreak that happens in Las Vegas, uh, a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble and decide to venture into the quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted. So, Ocean's Eleven meets Dawn of the Dead, basically. And it stars uh, Hero... Hiroyuki Sonata, Dave Batista, and Ella Purnell. And it's a Netflix vehicle and will be available on May 21st. If you're interested to take a gander, what did you what did you two think? <laughs> I'll give you one guess. <laughs> you can't wait. It is not my cup of tea. I did find the Vegas stuff an intriguing backdrop for this type of movie for this genre. I thought, well, you can't get more ripe for mockery than Las Vegas. So that, you know, that intrigued me, but, uh, yeah, it's a it's a hard pass for me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought about this. I thought, well, there's zombies everywhere. So if you're breaking in to get cash, where are you spending it if we're living in a zombie apocalypse? So what what is what is the point of stealing cash when really survival is is the the highest, you know, worth thing there? You know, we don't know that this is everywhere. The synopsis only says that the outbreak is in Las Vegas. Did you see how many zombies there were? That how are they? I mean, unless they pulled like a, you there know, there were at it, least three hundred. Oh, <laughs> see what I did? <laughs> wow. Yes. All right. Yes. Well, we will see. All I know is that when the titles, the credits. Screen came up. It said, "I saw Zack Snyder's name in there at least four times." So clearly, this is yeah. a Zack Snyder project of some sort. And if it makes you feel any better, I'm like really torn on this movie because I really am not the biggest Zack Snyder fan. But you're a zombie fan, I, aren't you? I'm a zombie yes. fan. I mean, yeah. and his Dawn of the Dead was passable. Yes, it will never be. It, it will never come close to George Romero's classic in my eyes. No. But. Uh, yeah, Zack Snyder. I'm, I'm I'm expecting lots of slow motion action scenes where things are getting thrown or shot and it's in slow motion. And uh, yeah, and, and unnecessary lots CGI. Of lots of abs. But I've never <laughs> seen a Zack Snyder movie, but I know about the abs. It's all about the abs. Well, we got three winners this week. So yeah. that's what, right? Right in time for what is that? That's that's May. That's what, like uh, Memorial Day weekend? Can spend some time wishing you were in Vegas robbing uh, a casino with our great picks. We're we're in the we're in the draught of trailers, it seems like. Well, I guess it's a good time to take up reading. It is a good time to take up <laughs> reading for these things. Okay. So speaking of reading things, no, you're not gonna have to do any reading. We've 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 got a game. I I was struggling with something that I could do that was a little bit different. And then um, two weeks ago, Kyle did something really similar to what I had already started putting together. So what I'm calling this game is misquoted. And what I've got is 
famous movie lines that I dumped into Google Translate and translated back and forth through multiple languages to sort of lose the original vocabulary and grammar. But the core of the idea is still hidden in there beneath all the translations. So your goal is I will give you the famous movie line. You try and pick what it is. If you get it right, you get two points. If you don't, you pass it. And the other contestant gets it. They get one point. So misquoted. Misquoted. Here we go. So uh, let's see. I am going to be thinking of a number between one and ten. Mandy, what number? My lucky number, 10. It is not 10. Ray, what is your selection? Nine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so Price is Right of you. He's so Price is Right as you. The number was five. The number was five. So, Ray, our first quote. Oh, I need to keep track of points. No, you know what? Forget this. This is just This is like, whose line is it anyway? The points don't matter. (laughs) The points don't don't matter. matter. Exactly. Okay. Ray. Here is your quote. Mandy, keep listening for this deal. I got it. This is where you look at yourself, boy. (laughs) This is where you look at yourself, boy. If I tried to do do an impression of the character that said this, it's not going to help you, but I will try. Please. This This is where you look at yourself, boy. And you're thinking, that sounded exactly the same, because I'm horrible at voices. This is a complete loss. Think about it this way. This is where you look at yourself, boy. No, no. Mandy? Are you talking to me? Close. Here's looking at you, kid. Uh, All right. Why was I close? You're very sweet, but I was not. <laughs> All right. Well, Why is it translated boy? He was talking to Ingrid Bergman hey, when he said he said, that. But he's looking at you, kid, and kid translated to boy. All right, Mandy. Yes. Honestly, I'm not interested. Thanks, but no thanks. Honestly, I'm not interested. Right? Truly? I don't know. I'm going to take a stab in the dark okay. here and I'm going to I'm going to say the Big Lebowski. No. What if I tell you big film from the 1930s? Honestly, oh, I'm frankly, not interested. My dear, I don't oh, give son a damn. Of a gun. There you go. All right. All right, Ray. I think you guys are getting the hang of this one. This one should be easy for you, Ray. I want to make an irrejectable offer. Oh, really? Yes. The Godfather. Okay. What's the quote? Uh, Gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. Okay. There we go. All right. Mandy, do you know your action films? Not at all. Let's try it. Let's try it. Let's prepare my day. Go ahead. Make my day. (laughs) There we go. All right. (laughs) Ray? What? <laughs> All right. Right. This is just a really weird translation. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, it went through multiple languages. What can I tell you? Ray, power is with you. 
the force is with you. Yes, there we are. All but right. But isn't it may the force be with you? Am that I is crazy? the full quote. No, you are there right. There are a few different iterations. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mandy? You leave my iterations out of this, oh, right? This is a family show. Yeah. No iterations, please. All right, Mandy? Yes. I'm going crazy. I can't wait for others. I'm going crazy. I can't wait for others. <laughs> I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. There you are. Excellent. <laughs> yes, you got it. <laughs> All right. This is delightful. <laughs> okay, Ray, it does not look like home. It does not look it like home. It does not look like home. It does not look like home. Oh, uh, we're not... The Wizard of Oz. Yes. What's the quote? Is it, um, there's no place like home? That's right. There's no place like home. I wasn't, it was weird. I wasn't sure if it was, there's no place like home or that we're not in Kansas anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It could be both. All right, Mandy. Yes, sir. Probably one of the most quoted lines out there. You cannot interfere with factualness. (laughs) You can't handle the truth. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Ray? No one put the infant in the intersection. <laughs> oh, geez. I wonder what that could be. I don't be. know. What could it be? Well, I don't know, but I know no one puts baby in the corner. That's right. There you are. Okay. We're going to switch it up and go over to movie taglines. So taglines that are like on the movie poster, sort of that little short catchphrase. Uh, Mandy, nobody in the world will hearken your shout. <laughs> Is it from Scream? Like nobody will hear you? Or it's close. Uh, it's close. Oh God, I I don't know. Ray, oh, you know what I'm this is? In space, no one can hear you scream. Yes. What movie is that from? Alien. There we go. Oh. All right, Ray. This is you. You cannot communicate with five hundred friends million and not a few. What? This is what happens when you translate. Your grammar gets wonky. You cannot communicate with friends 500 million and not a few. Is that uh, the social network? Yes. Do you know what the tagline is? I I can't remember what it it is exactly. No. Mandy, do you know the tagline from the social network? I do not. You don't get to 500 million friends without making a few enemies. All right. All right. Great tagline. There we go. All right. This one gets a little crazy, Mandy. What could possibly go wrong? Exactly. (laughs) And I believe you can fly. And I believe you can fly. Yes. Uh, The R. Kelly true story. No, that's terrible. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Gosh. I don't know it. Ray, any guesses? Is it Superman? You'll believe a man can fly? It is Superman. You'll believe a man can fly. Okay, next up. Ray, like I thought, it was safe to return to the H2O. Just when you thought it was safe to get back in the water? Yes, do you know what movie that is? I believe it's My Little Pony. Am I wrong? Yes. No. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Jaws 2? Jaws 2, yes. Okay. All right. Getting down to the last couple here. Mandy, you must be scared and terrified. You must be scared and terrified. I have no idea. 
to be afraid, be very afraid. Yeah, exactly. You got it. But what's do you, I, do I don't you know, know what, what the movie Amityville is? Horror? I don't know what no, it's from. No, no. A lot of people know that line, but they don't know what movie it's from. Ray, do you know what movie that's from? You know, it's funny. I was I just read it yesterday and I'm drawing a blank. It's from The Be Fly. Afraid, it's from The Fly. David Cronenberg's The Fly with Jeff Goldblum and that's Gina Davis. That's right. Yes. That's right. Okay. All right. Last one. You're both going to get this one. You, whoever get, whoever knows it first can just shout it out. Now, a lot of time has passed since in a distant star cluster. In a galaxy far, far away. That's the first half of it. What's the full line? I'm going to get you, sucker. Yes, I'm going to get you, sucker, in a galaxy far, far away. A long time ago. There we go. And that film is? Which one? I'm going to get you, sucker. Yes, exactly. Waiting to exhale. There, right. No. Exactly. But no, was, duck you, sucker. That was teamwork, Ray. We got that together. You guys that was got lovely. that one together. Okay, well, that was misquoted there. Thanks to Google. Steve, I love that game. That was so much oh, fun. Oh, I'm glad you had fun with that one. Thank you, Google Translate, for helping make that one possible. Okay. (laughs) I have to tell you, it's very interesting. You can get stuck in a loop where it'll, it'll, there's some words that are just so universal that like the word galaxy just doesn't translate when you're flipping between like German, Spanish, French, Italian, whatever. But you throw in some other, you know, really out there languages, you get some very interesting things that will happen to your, to your translations. So there were some of these I think I had to take through six or seven languages. So well, thank you for doing all that work. Uh, no, it was a pleasure seeing you guys get puzzled by the misquotes. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Okay. All right. So now, oh, the lists. All right. So this, this week's list is. Uh, harrowing border crossings from the out they're talking about the oliver stone film salvador where james woods is crossing the border down into central america and so the discussion was that these were harrowing like this wasn't an easy you know border crossing it wasn't just like oh we're going for a stroll across the border there was something very harrowing about the the border crossing so that is our list topic for today and mandy you get to go first since you got the trailers in first so let's hear your first pick of a harrowing border crossing. In a very unlike me move, I actually honored the concept and thought of a film that was very, very moving. I think it's from 2004 or 2005 about a pregnant young lady who was a drug mule called Maria Full of Grace. Did anybody oh. see this movie? No. It mm. was extraordinary. I loved it. I want to say it was a Sundance darling. I could be wrong, but it was a very harrowing tale. And uh, that was the first thing that occurred to me was that movie, which has stuck with me all these years. That is a very good one. I, it's one that I remember being on my list to see, but then I hit a point in my life where I was like, do I really want to spend two hours of like, uh, you know, and something yeah. bleak and all of that? It's hard. But yeah. I guess, yeah, but uh, no, excellent. Excellent pick. Thank All right. you, Steve. Yeah, all right. So where are we Beat going that. next? Yeah, I will see what I can do. All right. So my first pick, this is one that um, came to mind and I couldn't, I couldn't place the movie. I knew the scene and I asked my wife, I'm like, you remember this movie? And she says, yes, I remember that exact scene. And then I asked my brother, he's like, yes, I remember that scene. And then we're like, what movie is it? We, I think, could it be this? Could it be this? We don't know. They had to do some some searching around because we all remembered a scene where the Berlin Wall is being built. And there's a, a like 20 something guy and he like 
walks through the wall because it isn't fully constructed and goes in and meets somebody and he's coming on his way back and is stuck behind mm-hmm. the wall. And that is actually from Bridge of Spies. Mm-hmm. So it was one of the these courier, moments. The courier, you mean? Yes, the courier. With, yeah. With, <laughs> yeah. So Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch actually is, you know, de-aged, look like a college student, walks his bicycle through the Berlin Wall. So it's not, I guess mine are going in the least harrowing to the, to the most harrowing, but it was that idea of when he was walking with the girl back and suddenly they see them moving that slab in to close the wall and, he, and he's realizing as an American, he's now stuck on the wrong side of the wall. So that's mm. my first pick. Not a steal, but that was one of my backups. Oh, okay. So what have you got for us, Ray? My first pick is the movie Salvador. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, I don't know that that's a rule violation, but I'm pretty sure a it's a rule violation. No. <laughs> no. That's not going to cut it. <laughs> We're pushing boundaries, folks. Okay. No. Uh, so. Whenever I listened to last week's show and they listed the choices, I'm like, well, you know which one's going to be the one people pick. So the first movie that came to my mind for harrowing border crossings, uh, you know, imagine a father is on vacation with his two teenage kids and they just happen to stop at a hotel where these two outlaws on the run are staying and the two outlaws decide to hijack this family's vacation <laughs> and tell them to drive them across the u.s mexican border oh, yes. and okay. this movie sounds amazing you should make it <laughs> ultimately they wind up at a bar filled with vampires you know, it would be great oh. if you could get this movie made with george clooney it would, you'd have a huge hit on your hand ray well, I'll have you know, it does have George Clooney. It's a little movie called From Dusk Till Dawn. Oh, yes. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. It's such a strange cast because that's like Harvey Keitel is the dad and but Juliette mm-hmm. Lewis is the daughter. And yeah, that's right. all, all kinds of crazy. They they turned that into a TV series on, I can't remember what cable network. And I watched the first episode and it was like, the first episode in this TV series from Dust Till Dawn covered like the first 15 minutes of the movie. And I thought, are they taking the movie and doing like a minute by minute breakdown of like, we'll take each minute and turn it into an episode. It was bizarre, uh, but it, it didn't keep my attention up to see how far they went with it. But I love the actual original film from Dust Till Dawn. And there's a great documentary about the making of it called Full Tilt Boogie. It's very interesting about the whole like right. making of getting that film made. Yes. Excellent. It's a very interesting companion yes. piece. Yes. All right. All right, Mandy. Well, you started us off with something shocking and surprising. Are you going to keep it up? What have you got for us? Hey, why was mine shocking and surprising? Uh, we'd never seen it. It was oh. like it wasn't like an obvious deal. This was like she's well. You're bringing like the art house aesthetic. Is I guess what box, you're doing. There gentlemen. we go. Exactly. Outside yes. Okay. So I heard harrowing border crossing, and the first movie that popped into my mind. Uh. I couldn't actually remember the title. I remembered Alan Arkin and I remembered the phrase being screamed serpentine, serpentine. Are you all familiar with the classic 1979 film, The In-Laws? 
<laughs> Peter Falk and Alan Arkin. I don't even quite know how it's a border crossing movie. I had to look it up. And they were like, well, the Central American part and then the American part. And I'm like, well, there it is. There you go. Okay. But these two mismatched fathers-in-law to be end up on a harrowing adventure. And it is hilarious and so well done. They did remake it. I can't even think yeah. of I want to say Michael Douglas was in the remake but um, if you've never seen the original they're getting shot at and they're trying to run in the pattern of a serpentine to serpentine serpentine <laughs> it is so funny oh my gosh. Uh, it's a great movie 1979's I, The In-Laws the funny thing is that as soon as you said that I'm like yes I know that scene I don't know what movie it is but I remember that exact scene because <laughs> right, it's like, hilarious yes. yeah, I saw harrowing border crossing and I was like serpentine wait what is that from but yeah you're right I really it, need to rewatch that it was uh, Albert Brooks Michael Douglas and Ryan Reynolds in 2003 The In-Laws which okay. you should not see you should watch the original watch from 1979 the original people yes Ugh. directed by Arthur Hiller come on yes. Peter Falk Ellen Arkin how can you go wrong with that it does not get better no it does not so when I thought of harrowing border crossings actually the first one that came to my mind was one that uh, a film I saw in the theater and had like Felt like I was going to have a panic attack. It was just so intense. That I don't know if it was the music, everything. When you've got a a group of um, American, I guess they're CIA, but they go across the border to extradite somebody back in the film Sicario, which is just oh. one of the most when they when they pick up the guy they're extraditing and, and come back and they're waiting to get across the border. It just my heart was pounding in my chest because you knew something was happening. You knew the cartels were coming to free this guy. And it's just one of the most amazing and memorable for me. Uh, border border crossings. Very nice. Uh, my second pick. It's a movie that was very meh to me okay but it met the criteria that's all that matters the points don't matter (laughs) exactly uh and the movie that i chose is terminator dark fate from 2019 and uh there's a scene where the terminator from the future rev 9 is comes back to try to help danny ramos who is somehow connected to good things in the future and try to keep her safe. And there's a part where they have to get from Mexico to Texas and Sarah Connor's with them. And they have a guy that's trying to get them across the border, but one of the evil terminators comes through and some stuff happens, you know, and guys with guns show up and they get detained. No. You're really and... selling this movie, right? You're really selling it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I did. There's I, things I, I, I saw happen. it recently, yes. So there, there is a, a border crossing. And yes, it's a little bit more harrowing because, yes, they're, if they get caught, there's all kinds of complications that, that happen. Yes. Oh, Terminator Dark Fate. All right, Mandy. What's what's your final pick? What's the most harrowing border crossing you've got? Okay. I was going to use one, but I just looked it up and saw that it had been picked in a previous episode. So that doesn't I'll... matter. You can do that. You can break really? all the rules you want. Yes. If it fits really strongly, you can do that. You don't that. know me, Steve. I am not a rule breaker. 
I'm a rule follower, but I will do it. I will do it because I've just been given permission. So my first inclination was like, does it have to be an international border or can it be a border, a state border? And what is more harrowing than Chevy Chase trying to take his family to (laughs) Raleigh World? They cross several borders and each of them are harrowing in 1983's Vacation. (laughs) that's just a harrowing journey yes it's a harrowing journey as they're crossing borders yes they are especially when you've got grandma strapped to the top of the roof and yes and a dead dog being dragged along and it's a hubcaps being stolen and yeah it's awful yes (laughs) and then the park's closed i mean this is just it's it's a a catastrophe one trauma after another so, okay, so you had two depressing you had two depressing movies and one comedy. Now you have two comedies. Well, I don't know. Is Vacation a comedy or is it really as dark and depressing as Maria Full of Grace? Because it is harrowing journey across country yes. with the Griswolds. They're very similar. <laughs> All right. So the, the last film on my list is one that is like all of, the whole film is about trying to cross a border. The, the whole thing. And what I loved about this movie was that it was uh it's one of these science fiction films that has some big ideas but it doesn't depend on a lot of special effects cuz it's really much more about the the characters and this is a little uh film from 2010 uh, six years after Earth has suffered an alien invasion, a cynical journalist agrees to escort a shaken American tourist through an, an infected zone in Mexico to the safety of the U.S. border. Well, what has happened during this alien invasion is we've got all kinds of crazy monsters and other things that are sort of in this zone near the border in the uh, Gareth Edwards film Monsters with Scoot McNary. I don't know if either of you... I, I'm sure that's right in your wheelhouse there, there, Mandy. Did yeah. Google do that translating and came up yes, with that? I, yes, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> but it's one that I expected to be like lots of hokey monster effects. And there's not a whole lot of monsters in it because it's really about these two people and them struggling to, you know, get through all these barriers and obstacles on their way. So it's much more of a, a character piece. One that I one of those small films that, you know, you may find on Netflix it, worth checking out. Monsters. Ray, have you seen Monsters? I have not. Oh, put it on your list. Ray, you don't have to just because Steve told you to. No, that's right. But but Steve's my boss. <laughs> I am not the boss of anyone. Not today. <laughs> okay. Uh, my final pick is actually a film. It's one of my top favorite Spielberg movies, but not doesn't seem to be anyone else's top favorite Spielberg movies. Uh, it's about a, a guy named Victor Navorsky, who comes from what in its uh, fictional nation made up for this movie called Krakosia. Oh, yes. And okay. he comes to the United States because he made, uh, he made a promise to his father that he would come to the United States for a reason that we don't learn till the end of the movie. But when he arrives in the United States, he realized he learns that while he was in the air, his country uh, broke out in a civil war and technically he is now stateless. And because of this, the customs and border protection will not allow him to go into the United States, but they can't allow him to go back to his own country either. And so the whole movie, he's trying to figure out how he can get out of the airport terminal, and into the United States. Or into Catherine Zeta-Jones' skirt. 
Yes. If I remember that's correctly. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes, that is true. <laughs> and I, I just love this movie, and I wish more people loved it. Well, it's got a Stanley Tucci in it. You can't you can't deny exactly. the quality of a Tucci film. So, yes. You got a, a Tucci, and let's see, you got a Hanks, a Tucci, a Zeta Jones, and all kinds of... Diego Luna. Yeah. Oh, yes. You got all kinds of fun. Zoe Saldana. Oh, oh wow. Yes. Okay. It's been a while since I've seen that one, but... Yes. So, does he actually cross a barrier? I guess eventually he does. Yeah, Spoilers. eventually at the end. Yes, exactly. Eventually at the end, he does make it into America and does what he came to do. I've never seen it all the way through. Well, yeah. I just ruined it for you. Yeah. It's quite all right. <laughs> There's, yeah. I'll be too busy watching monsters. I, I yes, don't got time exactly. for the terminal. <laughs> <laughs> just doing that with a double feature of doors you just you know yeah. w- watch what yeah, she yeah. brings yes okay all right so for next week's list they Wait, are we don't gonna... get to do our, our oh alts? i'm sorry no i forgot i'm sorry you're right i keep I me in line i appreciate it no go ahead I only bring it up steve because my mom gave me the alt and it's really good and <gasps> okay. i was very excited okay because she really knows her films and her trivia and every week i that i'm on sat matt i say okay here's a fun one and she's like i don't know Right. But basically, that's always her answer. Okay. But this time, she said, Argo. Mm. And I was like, Oh, yeah. Mom. <laughs> it, it, like, she nailed it. She, she just did nail it. it. She so, did nail it. No, I that's... Wanted, yes. How did I not think of that? Big ups to my mom. Big ups to your mom. Because I started... I didn't... No, I don't know. Best picture winner. You think, you know, we might, you know, put that on our list. Right. right? Do you have any other backups? I had two. I had Bridge of Spies, which okay. you mentioned, and Men in Black. Specifically, I was thinking of the scene where um, they detect the guy who crosses out of his area oh, right. across the border, so to speak, with his pregnant wife. Oh, at the very beginning. Okay, yes, that's right. All right. And Will Smith is trying to deliver the, ba- the tentacle baby. baby. Uh, yes, tentacle babies. All right. So I I had next week they have to come up with movies with tentacle babies. Okay, we'll put that in the list. We'll make it fit. <laughs> the only other one is, is in line with one of Mandy's picks, which is you know crossing state borders in a harrowing way when you're trying to smuggle I don't know a semi truck full of Coors beer across the country and Smokey and the Bandit, and uh, <laughs> nice. That's you know. Quite quite a harrowing journey to get your beer across country. So that's my our... mom also came up with Thelma and Louise. She was on fire. She was on fire. You yeah. should just have her on sometime. Oh, <laughs> nobody <laughs> wants that. <laughs> All right. So for next week in their number six in the Oliver Stone in the 80s series, they are talking about Eight Million Ways to Die from 1985, directed by Hal Ashby. Never seen it. As I recall, I think it's got Jeff Bridges in it. I think that's about all I recall. Yeah, Jeff Bridges and Rosanna Arquette. It's currently on Amazon Prime. There we go. And so we know that first off, that there's plenty of tentacled babies in this film. So that's Good. first thing on our pick. <laughs> or, or apparently there's lots of hookers because we have multiple. We can either have hooking up with hookers or high class hookers. So there's apparently lots of hookers, there's rundown detectives, there's alcoholism. Well, Steve, I think we need to set our standards a little high okay. and go with high-class hookers. Okay. <laughs> so, wait, Ray, are you on the show next week? Is that why you're advocating for this? You just want to do a review of hooker movies? Is that... <laughs> I am not on the show next week. Okay. I just want recommendations oh. for hooker movies. Okay, well, let's see. 
whatever we're doing, we're sticking with uh, Pete, Rob, and Kyle. We'll have to deal whatever we come up with. So feel free to pick the most obscure and difficult thing that you would like to. So we've got, uh, okay, we've got high-class hookers. We've got strange vehicle choices. Uh, apparently, the movie features a funicular. A funicular. I think fun- it just has to be all movies with funiculars. Funiculars? Because I'm a dick to- and I want to leave them high and dry. Because <laughs> I'm a dick. That's fine. Okay, funicular films. All right. <laughs> no, 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 no. But strange vehicles... I think is is interesting. Okay. Or I think can we can we change the wording on that a little bit and call it obscure vehicles? Yes, cuz yeah, we could do that. Because I feel like obscure narrows it down a little bit more. You're mean, or I Ray. could or I could just be a moron. <laughs> no, we can go with that. That works. So we've got obscure vehicles, we've got high class hookers. What's your pick, Steve? Well, this was interesting. I, I want to see the movie just because of this odd meal locations. The villain has a snow cone machine in the trunk of his car. Now, I don't know if he uses a snow cone machine because if he's the villain, does he use it for villainous things or does he just use it because he's occasionally craving a snow cone and just opens up the trunk of his car and grinds himself a snow cone? I'm kind of curious. A snow cone it's machine, it's, it's hard to even grind snow. I mean, right. uh, granted, I'm using a Snoopy brand, but right. yes. It's hard to even <laughs> grind ice, let alone like a dead body a la Fargo. Right. Right. So, True. I'm just I saying. I had one of those growing up. Oh, the Snoopy house and you just, <laughs> yes. and it's A wood chipper for dead bodies? Right. <laughs> yes, that's not right. It's, it's... Uh, my mom made me watch Fargo as a kid. You know? <laughs> the fact that it's still, you know, the fact that you were a kid when that movie came out makes me feel so old. That's all I can say. All right. So I love you, Steve. Odd meal locations. Okay. I have a feeling. I don't know. These are all interesting picks. I don't know if, you know, if we went with, you know, funiculars, I think that people would just love to vote for that one. That's what I'm advocating for with our obscure vehicles or funicular features. But if you want to vote in next week's list challenge, head over to the Show Talk channel in the Next Real Discord community and you can lend your vote to the chaos the chaos that is list picking and movie sabotage each week. How do you get access to the show talk channel? You ask all you have to do is head over to the next slash membership and become a supporter of the next real family of podcasts for just a buck a month. You can become a one reeler, join our online community in our discord server. And for a few dollars more for a few dollars more a month, become a two reeler supporter. Okay. I thought it was $2 more, but it's not, it's $5 a month, I believe for the two reeler support and join us for show live streams. As we record early access to shows in your very own personal podcast feed and access to the super, super secret member channels and discord. Plus you can now support with a single annual donation at either level. Forget budgets, just blow it all at once. Give us one time per year. And then finally, Letterboxd is now offering a discount to anyone listening to The Next Reel. Just head to thenextreel.com slash Letterboxd and you can upgrade your Letterboxd account to pro or patron with a 20% off discount. And this discount also works for renewals. So if like me, you had an account and you wanted to renew it, you get that 20% off and it applies it right there to your renewal. Nice. There we are. That's the ways you can support us and give us money. We appreciate it. Ray, Mandy, it's been a sat mat. It's been fun. Absolutely. Fissy's got the chicken. Fishy's got got the chicken. Did you say feces or fishies? Fitzy. Fitzy's got the chicken. Oh, you're Mr. Fitz Chicken. 
that's where we is, is there a story behind this right that that is that is arable on the podcast to explain the fitzy and the no, chickens it's, no it's just a line from the departed whenever uh they go to uh meet with the the chinese mob and he's talk jack nicholson's talking in code and he's like fitzy's got the chicken see that's a movie i saw once once for shame <laughs> i All saw right. once once i loved it beautiful oh, soundtrack once, oh once yeah. is an amazing movie no, that's a oh my gosh that that started me down the whole path of what is his name John Carney and all of his great films like Begin Again and Sing Street and all of that stuff. Yes, here we you know what listeners any of these movies we're talking about go it's a nice Saturday afternoon go watch any of these movies have a great time sit down with your TV and a and a beer or a drink a beverage of your choice and watch a great movie and talk to us about Going it. This side is for suckers. That's right. All right, I'm rambling. We're going to end this show. So long. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our Originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. (laughs) 